Welcome to this podcast about the Mental Health Collaborative, which is part of the Integrated Care System in Sussex. Before we start, here's some background on the Collaborative, what it is, how it's structured, and the groups that form its membership. Our Integrated Care System, ICS, is called Sussex Health and Care Partnership. It involves 16 organisations working together to meet the changing needs of all the people who live in our area. Mental health is one of our key priorities. Responding to the needs of our local population can only be achieved by recognising that mental health and well-being are the responsibility of the whole health and care system. To help us achieve this, we've established a mental health collaborative. This is one of three collaboratives in our ICS. There's also an acute collaborative network and primary care and community collaborative. The chair of the Mental Health Collaborative is Sam Allen, CEO of local specialist NHS Mental Health Trust, Sussex Partnership. Membership of the Collaborative Board includes local authorities, health, patient leadership, third sector and health watch. The framework of the Collaborative includes subgroups focusing on clinical strategy, quality, delivery, planning and performance, and 12 work streams looking at a range of areas, including suicide prevention, dementia and housing. Another part of the framework is the Sector Connector Forums. They comprise voluntary and community sector organisations that have a direct link to the board. This makes sure the needs and views of people with mental health problems are represented and informed decision-making. The Collaborative reports directly into our Integrated Care System Executive, and we are planning to broaden its scope to include learning disabilities. The increased focus on collaboration, rather than competition across health and care, involves working with our partners in a new, different way to improve patient, family, carer and staff experience within the local communities we serve. Now let's hear from those closely involved in the Collaborative in the Sussex Health and Care Partnership. Welcome to our discussion about the Mental Health Collaborative, which is part of the integrated care system, the Sussex Health and Care Partnership. I'm Sam Allen. I'm the Chief Executive of Sussex Partnership NHS Foundation Trust, and we provide mental health and learning disability services. The aim of our discussion today is to give you an insight into the coordinated work we've been doing with partners the difference it's making to patients and staff, and to look at some of the challenges we all face now in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm delighted to be joined today by David Liley, Chief Executive from Healthwatch Brighton and Hove, and Dr Paul Deffley, the Medical Director for East Sussex Clinical Commissioning Group. The three of us are members of our Mental Health Collaborative Board. So I want to get started really by getting us to think about why we're doing this, what's in it for patients. And I suppose, David and Paul, if we really pull this off, our mental health collaborative and our vision, what will our local communities experience differently in two years from now? I'm going to go to you, David, first for your thoughts on that. I think the the main thing for me would be the voice of patients and the public being at the very centre of what we do and having a real impact on the decisions that are made on how, how funding is, is, is allocated and how um, services are designed and provided. And um, uh, that being something that's, uh, that's real and tangible so people can feel that they are actually part uh, of the services. 
And Paul, you're sat in your GP surgery now. Well, you're still practicing GP. You're seeing patients. You've you'll have had quite a lot of contact with patients today. What do you think is really in it for our patients and communities um, if we can get this right in our collaborative working? I think that's a really interesting question and the word that really springs to mind when I think about this is seamless and in my experience when people have a need and are reaching out for support they don't really care the organisation that comes from or the the service specification that, that might be underpinning that. What they want is they want help and they want to receive it in a seamless way that works for them. And so for me, I, I would really envisage uh, a future where the, the user is at the very centre of the support, that they can move around between organisations, getting different types of support and help, um, uh, but without any sort of boundaries or barriers to them accessing that. I think in working collectively, um, and really being agnostic about organisation, we've got an opportunity to really put something in place that, that is really fundamentally different uh, for the community and how they experience and access and interact with the community and mental health services. Yeah, thank you for raising that, Paul. I think certainly where I sit at times, some of the way in which our organisations are constructive, the things we focus on and the way we work is certainly not helped look at things more holistically for our patients and communities. So if I was to sort of come back to each of you to say what feels different about our mental health collaborative in our integrated care system, the way we've started it, the way that we're working together from, say, where we were a couple of years ago, what is it that you'd each say? Perhaps start going back to you first, Paul. Um. Uh, I think the thing that, that I'm observing is a much greater connected sense of purpose and a real belief that it is a shared problem or challenge to solve. Um, I see people focused on the the ultimate goal, the outcomes that we want to achieve for our communities um, and as in holding those as collective things to solve, we're bringing together the different strengths and, and abilities of the organisations to, to put a system-wide solution in, not an organisational one. And I, I think the fundamental starting point difference is we've got absolute clarity on purpose between ourselves and we are really connected to that outcome that we're trying to achieve. Okay. And how about you, David? Well, a very real example of what Paul was just mentioning um, is the uh, new sector connector initiative that we have within the collaborative, which is a particular way to capture um, the views and opinions of the voluntary and community sector um, and to connect that with uh, uh, publicly commissioned services and and public sector providers. And sitting alongside that, we also have a particular initiative to engage people with lived experience, um, their families and their friends. Now, that speaks to the much more collaborative approach and much more common purpose uh, that Paul was describing. And in terms of the way that's different, well, I think, you know, before um, it was probably about consulting and engaging people instead of them being co-designers and co-producers of services. So um, we'd pretty much take decisions that have been made somewhere else and go and tell people what had been decided and ask their opinion about that. And that's not 
a creative or a particularly constructive process, but actually getting people right from the very beginning uh, directly involved in design and provision of services. Well, it's all about timing and impact. And I think timing and impact is, is better now and will be even better in the future. Yeah, I'd absolutely support that. And I also think the fact that we've got patient leaders represented around our collaborative board absolutely locates the focus of our work in the decision making at every level. But we talk about collaboration, we talk about systems and integrated care systems are the new thing. And maybe some people might be thinking, well, what's really going to be different? And equally, I think certainly from my perspective, it's not always easy or straightforward but what do you think, um, what, what gives us the confidence that we can really make this a reality? Uh, back to you, Paul. I think the, it, the confidence to make this a reality is understanding the current situation that we find ourselves in, that I think that we all collectively hold um, the necessity of change that at present it is uh, challenging to meet the needs and as we move forward through the consequences of the pandemic and the impact that that is going to have on people's psychological well-being it, it is really clear that we need to organize and coordinate ourselves to respond and work in a different way um, and uh, it's again i come back to we're all tethered to this real belief in how we can work together to achieve something different um, uh, and work much more seamlessly with community voluntary sector and community assets to mean that, that the offer when somebody is in need of additional support and help is, is seamless and can move through. And the, the confidence comes from the conviction of it being the right thing to do and how we've learnt as a system that behaving in a connected way is the thing that's going to make that difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And on our collaborative board, we've, we've, we've got our local authorities as well. And I was really pleased that um, over the summer we were able to develop with all of our partners and our third sector organisations locally as well a housing strategy. And I think it's been a real opportunity for us to think really differently about the really critical things that impact on our population's mental health and good access and timely access to uh, quality housing and accommodation um, being one of those. David, what do you think um, really gives you the confidence? You've, you, you've, been in, you've been in Sussex quite a number of years and uh, certainly had a former life as a director of mental health. What do you sense is different now about the move to integrated care systems and the way we're working with our collaborative? I think it's the shared sense of purpose and the kind of mood music, you know, if I go back 20 years, the, um, the mood music was, was, was all about um, the finances, getting the money right. Uh, a lot of it was about uh, capital expenditure. And now there's a whole different sense of purpose around tackling health inequalities and the social determinants of health. We're so much more aware now that actually the bits and pieces that get done to people in hospitals is very, very important, often life-saving. But it's a tiny bit of people's overall um, health, overall well-being and overall happiness. And there's a, a much better um, uh, determination and sense of purpose about 
about tackling those bigger issues. You've mentioned housing. There's also, of course, um, poverty, loneliness. Um, uh, there's the gross health inequalities associated with mental health. And there's the crucial crossover between mental health and physical health. Um, and I sense that we're going to be able to tackle those things much better in the future than we have in the past. And I think we've 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 started to do that in the face of um, this dreadful COVID challenge that we're going through. Yes, and um, I mean, look, we, we could spend all day talking about the work that we've started. And I think, as you've both said, it still is relatively early days, but um, we, we've, we've got a lot to share and I'm sure we'll get the opportunity to do that. But before we go, just two final things, really, to reflect on how things have been for us during this pandemic, what, what we're learning from COVID and our work as a collaborative. What would, what would each of your final reflections on that point be? Um, back to you, David. Um, I think several things. I mean, uh, the history, history, I think, tells us that every time um, a community, a country is faced with uh, a pandemic or, or, or a massive health challenge of this sort, that it actually is a real game changer. It does change things. And I think um, the way in which we're seeing people being engaged with, uh, the way in which services are offered, is changing in front of our eyes because it has to, because it, it, it has to change in order for people still to be able to engage uh, with the services they need. I think what we've got to do to, is to embrace that. And as we get emerging issues like um, digital inequality, for instance, to tackle that along the way um, and make sure that the services we create over this this COVID period are fit for the future. Um, the uh, the other reflection I think would be uh, the way in which this has made us all reflect on how we um, support our staff and our volunteers um, because they have been heroes and heroines all the way through this. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think your point around um, digital exclusions, a really strong one. And uh, Paul, a recent graduate of the NHS Digital Academy, I know this is a, a topic close to your heart. What, what would your final reflections be, though, um, what we've learned around COVID and also for others who are just getting started with their mental health work and their integrated care system, the lesson we would share? I think it, it um, the circumstances have caused us as a system to to drive very rapid change by necessity in making sure we were still able to reach out to people and have connection and involvement. Um, however, I think the the critical part and and that change is is fantastic. The sort of speed that we've been able to, um, for instance, adopt platforms where we can consult remotely. Um, SPFT have have done an outstanding job of implementing that. But the, the critical element um, is about the learning and how we gather that learning to inform our future practice. Um, and, and what I mean by that is making sure that we understand when we had a new offer, a new technology, something different from a, from a user's perspective, from a person's perspective, did this work? Was it an effective intervention? What made the difference? And, and trying to make sure that we can extract that rapid learning uh, from all of the change that's been put into the system, I think is going to be uh, uh, the, the most important part to mean that everything that we did do differently as a consequence 
consequence of COVID. We keep the best bits and we evolve and develop the areas which we, we should improve and look to, to reframe. The, the other thought I have of it is not only from a user's perspective, but also from a sense of our staff. Um, the, the, the stress of working differently and taking that on in such a short space of time is really significant. And it, it's making sure that we continue to provide that support uh, uh, during that time of tra transition, that training to mean that they continue to feel that they're working in a purposeful way and making a difference to, to the individuals that they're, they're working with. So, so from my perspective, I, I think the big game changer was the speed of change, the massive deployment of technology. However, the challenge will be about how we extract the learning to make sure we keep the best bits and evolve the areas that, that could be done better. And I absolutely agree with that. I think just to conclude, for me, I would say there's a real sense of togetherness now in the work that we're doing collectively through our mental health collaborative. I think certainly the last several months have brought us all much closer together. And actually for us and our integrated care system, we're really achieve the improvements that we want for our patients through the relationships that we developed and I think as both of you have touched on the shared purpose that we're creating here and through our collective strengths bringing those together to um, deliver those improvements. So I just want to conclude uh, today by thanking you for listening to this podcast, um, thanking David and Paul for joining us today and thanking the members of our Mental Health Collaborative across all of our partner organisations in the Sussex Health and Care Partnership.